Hello, this is Wando. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. A little bit, right? Yeah. There's a little slapback on that. That's fun, though. I like it when I slap back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Nina calls Vinny inappropriate. A gooch the other day. <laughs> yeah, <What>? a gooch. <laughs> she goes, you are such a gooch. And he goes, "What? what's that? He had no idea what a gooch was. So now everything's a gooch. Mom's being a gooch. The dogs are goochies. Everything's a gooch. <laughs> Learned a new word, all grown's up. All grown's up. Yeah. Uh, this is nice. I could do this every night. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, that can happen. Patrons need to keep on keeping on. Uh, I missed you. Oh, I missed you all so much. I fucking need this after this weekend, that's for sure. You being oh, me yeah, this week? Had- it's some kind of some kind of way this week weekend. The weekend had one bright redeeming spot, but other than that, the weekend was a major suck. So I'm I'm glad we're going uh, we're going two this week because I could I, I could do a double dose, y'all. You didn't talk Word. to me this weekend. What was the bright spot? He said the bright spot though. Uh, the, the, you the, both the, you both hateful. This is just. <laughs> hey everybody, what Thanks. is going on here? It's eleven o'clock comics, episode four hundred and eighty-three, and I'm Vince B. Yes, yes, you are Vince B. The B stands for the bonus episode. I am David A. Price, sweetie pie. Yes, you are, and I'm hunting for treasure because I'm Chester Copperpot. <laughs> No, you're not, Chester Copperpot. You're the ravishing and somewhat intelligent Jason Wood, everybody. What? Well, very much so, intelligent. Jason Wood, everybody in the Hazal. And this is our special previews episode focusing on number, what is it, 346. We're going to do it tight, right, and mostly white. Well, because we're three white dudes? Well, two and a half. I'm not white. Keep oh, telling my God. You this. I'm I, not white. Diversity, baby. I'm Sicilian. Wrong That's where out. the diversity comes in. Well, anyway, it's our bonus preview episode made possible by our Patreon peeps. They have sacrificed and have given to the point where we do at least one more episode a month. And the at least is the part of the deal that I have issue with. So at, uh-huh. at least is one, but not limited to. So, but there are there are other tiers, and if you want to check it out, you can just go to our Patreon place at Jason. Tell them Patreon dot com backslash eleven o'clock comics. That's it in a nutshell. So let's get on with this because there's a lot of stuff to cover, and I want to talk about what I'm drinking because I'm drinking something different than the past couple weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Why don't you ask yeah. me what it is? But ask somebody what you're drinking. Well, uh, made by Jesus Himself, mm. it it is crystal clear natural spring water. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, 
and it's blessed. Yeah. So I'm extra holy this week. Wow. Just, I had Sorry to bring it. I had it. Mm. You know, make, make a cup with your hands, though. I can't get any more real than water blessed by Jebus, right? So I am, oh, ke- I am keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jason? What are you drinking? Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm I know stunned you can over here. Back from that, even I'm if there's stu- flavor added. I'm in stunned disbelief. Uh, I'm drinking something I've uh, bring- I've drank it a few times recently. Um, Guinness Blonde. Yeah, you have. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna well, have to try that. Why did you say it like that, Vince? No, I was rubbing my eye. I'm gonna have to try that because it sounds yeah, pretty, I like it. Yeah, it sounds tasty. Mm-hmm. I would, I would tell it's dry. Mm-hmm. David. Uh, Vince, I. Well, uh, am I'm finishing. I'm smelling the grapes. So you're drinking the grapes, right? I am not drinking the grapes. Oh, <gasps> goodness me! What it is. I am finishing off this bottle of Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Wow. So it's going to get rough later, I'm thinking. Which is why I was talking about ice cubes. And this cassava drawing. ice to goddamn wine. I get it. Yeah, who does that, right? Really? We went to a party this weekend, and you guys would have been, like, chuckling in the corner because all of the wine was square. In a box. Box. And none Oof. of it none of it was red. Oh what's in the box? Yeah. What the hell? What kind of this was not, was it a Jim Jones party? What the hell? There I was a Merlot, know. but it was a blush Merlot. It wasn't a, a red. A white Merlot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not having that. But I drank it anyway because it was free. You can't have that. <laughs> it, was, it was free. <laughs> I'm not having it, but you know. Yeah. I drank it anyway. It was either that or Yingling. Oh, Lordy. And then they're on pause. Oh, yeah. No. So, yeah. Lord, yeah. won't you buy me? So, I our um, thank you. So, fabulous, amazing number forty-three bonus episode this week. Your first episode of two, uh, and we're going to talk about the preview. So, I we a, um, thank you. We, I think, I think we 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 had a little tete-a-tete um, behind the scenes, and, and we kind of decided that maybe the last previous episode from last month. Um, May have meandered a bit. May have gotten away from us here and there. So we're going to, 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 to even though to I got yelled at, right. even though I got yelled at during it for wanting to, you know, bring it all in. Jason yelled at me, but I know. wait, what? You did. You yelled at me because I was trying to rein it in, trying to get it a little streamlined. You're like, God damn, dude, give me some space. I got to get my books out and blah blah blah. That's you, exactly what happened. <laughs> Totally exactly what happened. But these are always fun because I went into this previews with the goal of diversifying. It's funny that Jason and David should mention diversity because I wanted to try singles from companies that I don't normally get books from. And that's what Mm -hmm. I did. I still got my, my requisite amount of collected editions. But I've been a little light on the singles. In the loafers? Yes. <laughs> so I, uh, I think what I, what I did was load it up on the single issues. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, as far as my version of loaded up goes is about 10 singles in addition yeah. to the ones that's, I already get. 
That's interesting because there was at least one. I was going through the DC section and I decided to get one, the first issue of one miniseries and skipping another one because I figured I'd just get the trade. Skip on it. If, if it, if I hear good things, there is no reason why I shouldn't hear good things, but all right. Are we going, are we jumping around to what we like? Or are we just trying to go from well, beginning to the end? I'm, I'm here. I just let me know how I will. I think, uh, well, I'm open for whatever. I, 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 I have mine ready to go in order of the book. Me too. Same here. But, all right. Well, there you I, go. Then. Yes. Okay. But before we do that, okay, I do have a thank you. Okay. I got a, okay. a package in the mail today from uh, Mr. Christopher Hubble. And in addition to the New York Times Magazine New York Stories, he so graciously sent me. This was published on June 4th, 2017, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's all comics. Hence the reason why he sent it to me. I didn't open it yet. He sent me a big old stack of OG Valiant. Oh, nice. All bagged and boarded. Bloodshot number one and two and three. Uh, hardcore number five. Bloodshot number five and four. Secret Weapons number one, two. Solar, Man of the Atom number 25. Uh, Ninjak number three. Magnus number 21. 22, 23, 24, 25 with the chromium cover. Rye and the Future Force, number 9, and 10, and 11. And the reason why he picked these issues is because these are all self-contained arcs. They cross mm-hmm. over each other books mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But I just have to say one thing. Oh, thank you very much, Christopher Hubble. I love you so much. I give you a big hug. But if any of you out there have the opportunity or the desire to send me anything, for the love of God, do not pay for priority postage. Mm. Christopher dumped yes. some serious money on the postage. Some Skrilla from Manila. And I could not believe that that was what it cost to send this package. But I'm like, okay, I so appreciate this, but I am not a gotta have it right now guy. Do not waste, I won't say waste, do not be as extravagant uh, and spend it on priority postage it's really not necessary mm-hmm. it's it's not but thank you so much big hugs christopher well Hubble. you can um you can um make it up to him i can by a, uh yes because he is one of our patrons who after six months will get a nice little uh eoc gift bag oh i yeah, give him a whole will. bunch of stuff so yes. there you go. I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm piecing through my single issues in hopes of re, redoing my, my comic room, and mm-hmm. I, I hope to pare down significantly. Oh, big time. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Same here. There. So there you go. All right. I have a feeling once some folks hear about these gift these, these gift packages we're sending out at the six-month mark, we're going to get a deluge of more uh, Illuminati-level people. You think so? I like it. Cool. I think when people start talking about all the loot they got from us. It's like, I got the Rocket Raccoon miniseries. Wait, what? What? Right? It's possible. Right? It is. Right? Yep. Right? All right. You get some all right, how are we going to do this? The order. So, well, um, Dark Horse kicks off the book. So does anybody have anything from Dark Horse? Aside from the usual, no. No, I do. 
Cool. I kind of do as well. I'm dying to hear what Jason's got. You're dying. I am well, dying. Um, someone who we haven't talked about in a long time, but we all have gushed glowingly about this this gentleman's work, in particular his seminal work uh, years back on the show, uh, Mr. Paul Chadwick. Yep, thing. Best known for his his phenomenal creator-owned uh, Concrete uh, series, which is just ter- terrific. If, if you all haven't read that, you should. Uh, and he is pairing up with uh, a writer by the name of Mike Richardson, who <laughs> also is the publisher of Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, I think not. No. On a new 160-page black-and-white original graphic novel uh, called Best Wishes. And that is on page 58 of previews. Yep. Uh, it is a 7 by 10, so a little smaller digest size type of genre. Uh, and the solicit is when two strangers cast coins into a Central Park fountain, their dreams and desires become supernaturally intertwined. Cal wants fame and respect. Who doesn't want respect? Respect. And Mary craves true love for her from her pro quarterback boyfriend. But destiny weaves a tangled fabric, a tale of New York, meme madness, fame's price, and secrets of the heart. Uh, and uh, they have a little note here. It's it's Chadwick's first published comic work since 2013. Damn. So I ask you, how can you not procure this? Seriously. Well, there's, I, I, there's one reason. That he's not writing it? Or that it's not concrete? The, my, I like Mike Richardson's books, but I don't mm-hmm. love them. Right. I don't know that I've ever read a Mike Richardson book. I've read a couple. Yeah. And they're they're okay. Okay. So I'm I'm just pulling back a little until it's published you know what, though, and then I'll, here's the thing, I'll see what's yeah. up. No, it's just that even if the story's met, it's 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 160 pages of new Chadwick cartooning. Sure. I agree right. with you on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Um it is uh through um where I'm going to be getting it from through DCBS, it is currently it's it's forty percent off. It's eleven ninety nine. Eleven, yeah, eleven ninety nine. So it's it's not quite half off, but um, still, like I said, I, I have um, I, I just I I'm curious to see um, a a non Chadwick written story drawn by Chadwick and and uh, a non concrete Chadwick story. I mean, it, it, Chadwick has drawn more than just concrete in that universe so it's it's um World it's not like this is um <laughs> this is this is super new territory but uh yeah the fact i mean i see his name i'm flipping through the book and i see his name and i'm like well then that's that's really that was the first that was literally the first page i dog-eared in this in this catalog this month cool but that is uh yeah aside from the the regular from Dark Horse, that's uh, that is all I have for that. Yeah, well, there's well one. for shame to both of you. Then, oh, go ahead, Vince. I was gonna say there's one more Dark Horse thing that needs to be shouted out. Okay, but for me, it's uh, the third volume of I Am a Hero. Okay, and just the last, unfortunately, issue of uh, Richard Corbin's uh, Shadows on the Grave. Oh, son of a bitch! I just saw another book, and I think it's the one that Jason's going to call us the task on. Wow. Okay. Probably, although I'm surprised that none of us shouted out Aldo because the trade is solicited this month. Yeah, probably because we've just been reading the yeah. the comp PDF, so it's still. But yeah, you're right. It, it's but if if y'all haven't been buying the issues of the Stoko Alien book, the trade is in the solicits. Right. But no, the book I was going to shout out is by our good friend, listener, friend of the show, supporter, and artist 
extraordinaire, and a dude's got some uh, yoked up uh, biceps as well. I will say. We interviewed him on the site, and David interviewed him on the site. Mi- written the we're talking about, of course, the artist Mr. Nick Brokenshire. Written by Mr. Adam Nave and DJ Kirkbride. These three gentlemen have been working together for a long time, starting with Amelia Cole. And they have most recently paired up for a five-issue series called The Once and Future Queen. That trade is in this month's solicit. It is also a 7 by 10 inch trade, 136 pages, retail price $14.99. As you might guess from the title uh, and the beautiful cover work by Nick, uh, it is a flip the script in terms of gender look at um, at the King at the Arthurian legend. Uh, only. Yeah. yeah, page yeah. sixty-four. Look at mm-hmm. that. Exactly, page sixty-four. So it's a it's it's an Arthurian legend set in modern times with a female lead. So, and it'll, I uh, highly recommend it. All right, for here's a question. CBS. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. What do I do for the show notes for this? I'm not going to list all these things, am I? No, don't. No, just okay. say it's it's bonus episode. No. Get your previews no. on. But I will write them all down for the Patreon. Oh, people, so they can they can page through and and see what we have. Yeah, picked. that'd be great. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I put the list on on Slack, so you can add that to the. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, it's eight ninety nine for your DCBS service customers. One demerit to Dark Horse for publishing the cover of Bill Dubay's The Rook Archives Volume Three in black and white. <laughs> they, they need a, a serious slap for doing that because that is a magnificent Corbin color image, and here it looks like just not good. I, I don't know why they would do that, but whatever. That's jank. Yeah. <laughs> so up next is DC, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, now I guess, needless to say, in an effort to be more expeditious and less meandering this time. We all each, we three of us order a lot of the ongoing DC superhero books. Um, but now, I, I don't have any particular that I'm going to shout out this time. But you know them because we talk about them: the Batman books, Aquaman, sure, all those sort of things. But here's here's an aside, um, not 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 to get too meandering. Apparently, uh, since and and yes, you mentioned the ongoings, like for example, Deathstroke. Now, last week when I mentioned that the last page of issue uh, 21 knocked me on my ass. If you read the solicits, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise, which I'm, hey, I'm glad I don't read the solicits for big two books, but um, I was also told um, a few people, Gil and, and Hassan especially, uh, because this character is also on the cover, which again is silly, but in my defense, in this post- New 52 Rebirth World, I don't know which DC characters are alive or dead, so I would not have known, because the last time I saw this, I saw the character with this particular name, she was hanging out with Starfire, so the it, it's it's with a different hair color, it's not I would not have seen this character on the cover and, and figured it, it's who was the reveal on the last page, so um, again read solicits um on uh with with maybe one eye closed i like i said i don't if it's for ongoing books that i know we're reading i i don't bother with i know i'm getting the issue i don't bother reading the solicits um but so that said 
aside from the usual DC books, uh, I mentioned two miniseries, one that I'm going to trade weight on, the other that I am definitely, that it looks like I'm getting in single issues. The one I'm going to wait on is on page 114. It's Dastardly and Mudley. Oh, pass. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to wait. Yeah, just pass. to see if anybody says anything good about it. Uh, but the one that I'm really interested in uh, is the uh, on page 116, Wonder Woman and Conan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Written by the amazing Gail Simone. Interior art by Aaron Lepresti and Matt Ryan. And uh, the cover of the first issue, and hopefully all six, um, Derek Robertson, variant covers by... Um, Liam Sharp. This is co-published between uh, DC Comics and Dark Horse, and um, I. It, it seems to be a. It's a weird kind of team up, but one that kind of sorta can make sense. So I'm. I'm I know she knows both of these characters. I'm. I'm anxious to see uh, what she does with them. Wonderful. Uh, I have one DC thing to shout out outside of the normal stuff, and that is on page 143, uh, and this is solicited very early. It's not due to hit the shelves until December 13th, so <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, but uh, a few months ago on the Facebook group, when they announced that this was coming out, a few people had asked that we remind them when and if it hit the solicits, and it in fact has hit it. Uh, that would be Absolute Wildcats, uh, written by Brandon Choi, Jim Lee, Scott Lobdell, Eric Silvestri, Chris Claremont, and others. Art by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Mark Silvestri, and others. Um, y'all should probably know what Wildcats is. This reprints... Uh, Wildcats 1 through 13 and number 50, Cyberforce 1 through 3, Wildcats number 1, the next series, and Wildcats X-Men and Silver Age number 1. Uh, and then um, um, it is 624 pages for $125 retail price. <laughs> and what are you laughing at? Because that's $110 more than you can probably procure yeah. the original issues. I'm curious. Not the point. Why, I know. Why, why, why just the Silver Age first? Why just the Silver Age issue? Why Why? Why not the rest of the ages? I, I, I'm just – there are certain things about the whole collection. I mean I'm, I, I found a bunch while I'm going – while I'm organizing through stuff. It's, it's hella cool to have this – I mean it's – I love it's them. a piece of history, practically. Yeah, I mean, great. It's you know, it's early '90s books. It's it's, it's you know, Jim Lee left left Marvel with six other dudes, and and this was the book that he he gave us. Um, it's if if it's something that you know you need to have on your shelf, then I have at it. I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I, for, this is one of those things where I it's it's the reading the stories would be more important than just having a a huge honking. Uh, collection of it, but um, well, I know Mario and I will be ordering this with Glee, uh, and Julian too. Julian for sure. Well, I was being facetious about Mario, but Julian for sure. <laughs> um, so, wrong. so this, along with all DC related trade and collected editions this month, is fifty percent off. Oh shit! Discount comic book service, and so. that okay. That makes me extra. I'm about to double dip then. Um. One of my absolute favorite Elseworld stories 
is Justice League of America, The Nail by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. And I think it was necessary, but they made a sequel called Another Nail. And this month in this previews on page 142, JLA, The Nail, Another Nail, deluxe edition hardcover, 320 pages, um, collecting all six issues, uh, retailing for $39.99. You just mentioned it, that it's 50% off. I am going to get this at 20 bucks. Nice. I am as well. Nice. Never read it. Alan Davis. Art. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should just give you my issues then. Dang no, it's all good. I'm going to have a deluxe hardcover coming my way. Oh, yeah, you will. Anything, Anything else on the DC front? I have nothing. All right. Other than the ordinary, that's it. All right. Moving on to IDW. Were you guys as surprised and befuddled at the in at the first comic listed in the IDW solicits? Yeah, I thought it was a little odd, right? Uh, we are speaking about IDW's Star Wars Adventures number yes. one. Yes. Uh, what is bef- befuddling about it is that um, for twenty plus years, Dark Horse had the license to Star Wars comics, and then of course. When Disney bought Lucas, shortly thereafter, Marvel reclaimed, since they're both Disney subsidiaries, the rights and have been putting out Star Wars comics ever since. So it's surprising to see IDW with a Star Wars comic, but uh, I guess the delta here is that this is in Star Wars Adventures is an all ages adventure. Um, and yeah, I would love to know if anyone listening or anyone in the industry knows the story. I'm just curious as to how and why this was, um, handed off to IDW, but either way, it looks really cool as, as a dad of three young sons, all who are into Star Wars, uh, not just the movies, but the, the, the cartoons as well. This looks really fun. It's, um, it's written by Kevin Scott, who I was not familiar with, with art by Derek Charm. Um, a, a crap ton of, of different cover artists, but uh, it's uh, $3.99 for the first issue, and um, it looks like um, each issue is going to um, have two stories, and it's going to be a bit of an anthology, but uh, this first issue, I think fittingly, uh, centers around Ray, the, the new heroine of the Star Wars movie universe. So, yep. If this book puts a little more Skrilla in the IDW coffers and keep some solvent for another mm-hmm. five, ten years and publish away. Yeah, and, and w- issues one and two are solicited, I should note. So I don't know if it's going to be a bi-monthly book in general or they're just just front-loading it to get people interested. That I'm not sure. Right. I have complete control over the next two pages. I figured as much. Yeah, because uh, two books here that I think y'all should uh, keep an eye on. The Duck Avenger New Adventures Book 2. Book 1 was phenomenal. Book 2 mm-hmm. should be more of the same. Written and drawn uh, by Francesco Artibari and Jonathan H. Gray. And the cover is by Claudio Chiron. That's one. That's a $24.99 trade paperback, 216 pages. The second is DuckTales, number one. Written yes. by Joe Caramanga. Uh, art by Luca Usai, Gianfranco Florio, 
that covers by Marco Ciglone and character blueprint. I, I love him. But uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> it's a little bit of a different take on the on the Ducktales. Um, that's a more streamlined Donald, more angular and streamlined. Yes. The yeah. the Huey Dewey and Louie seem to have a squarish head. Uh, uh, their anatomy again is just a little more um, angular and different than what we've seen in the past. But I love the art. I think the art's looking great here. And again, uh, IDW is doing fantastic things with the Disney books. And this looks like even more goodness. So get on these. The DuckTales is three ninety nine for uh, 32 pages. It's the sweetness. The hotness. Do you have any IDW? I have a question about okay. IDW. Something from IDW. Um and uh, full disclosure, probably because of when it was coming out, um, I was working, so I couldn't watch it. Uh, I've never seen an episode of Samurai Jack. Oh, dude. Are you I kidding know. me? I am not kidding you, bro. <laughs> I want to. It's something I want to rectify. It's just something I never have gotten around to doing. I never watched when it was coming out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that uh, Mr. Fabian Wrangle Jr., is writing yes uh and of course where fabian is apparently alexa zero isn't far behind he's doing the retailer incentive cover for this series but a samurai jack quantum jack uh number one i have it i have it dog-eared um do you think i would be able to read this without being familiar with the source material yeah it says right in the solicit that it's an all-new take completely different yet Surprisingly familiar. Surprisingly familiar. Right. So. so I think there are things that may float leisurely over your head. So there because, are probably some inside things that yeah. obviously someone who's been watching it would get, but it still won't yeah. be from No, me. I think okay. it'd be fine. Yeah. Um, IDW's Samurai Jack comic was a, it was amazing. Remember, I, I spoke on it as it was coming out. It's really, mm -hmm. really sharp, very sharp looking. Uh, but the cartoon, oh my God, please watch it. I will. It, I will. Definitely one of the best animated shows you'll ever watch. I like it. It's, All right. It's that good. Nice. Okay. Jason, what do you think? You, are you a fan or? I've never seen it either. Oh, good God. And I, I'm the one who has seen it. That is, know, especially with the boys, I'm surprised. Yes. That's so weird. I feel like I asked about it a year or two ago on our forums, and people told me to pass. But maybe I'm imagining that. Yeah, I can't see that or, happening. Or it's, okay. it's almost yeah. universally loved. Okay. It's one of those kind of shows. Okay. It sounds dope. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it is very... I haven't actively avoided it. <laughs> it's it's so dope it should be on the controlled substances list. Wow. Um, Big month for IDW. You gotta keep gotta keep on it. Page one hundred and sixty-nine. <laughs> a book that we talked about quite a bit when it was coming out. Writers, Mr. Tom Scholey and Mr. John Barber. Art by Mr. Tom Scholey. Page one hundred and sixty-nine. We're talking about Transformers versus G.I. Joe, the quintessential collection. Yes. Now, a couple things. One, we know that IDW puts together phenomenal 
collected editions. They are tremendous at archival work. Mm-hmm. So almost any time IDW is doing something on the hardcover, I'm taking a hard look at it. Um, this, I think, is it's, it's also it was a 13-issue run, so it's perfectly sized for one single uh, collected edition. So it's it's awesome. And for those that don't remember, this was Sholi's um, madcap Sholi-esque view of what it would be like if the Transformers and G.I. Joe cohabitated. And might I say it was a bit prescient in the sense that now Hasbro is full bore in their toys having a shared universe, so much so that um, there are multiple comics now uh, each month where G.I. Joe and Transformers coexist. And they are working on a series of interconnected movies where they're going to cross over with one another. So, Groundbreaker, Trailblazer, Mr. Shuley. Yeah. It's a $49.99 cover price, 420 pages, and it is $32.49 at uh, DCB service. That's not bad at all. And you get all the back matter, too. All of it. Yeah, I did see the last night. Oh, you did? How, how how funny how you just throw it out there, like almost guiltily. guiltily. Yeah. Um, uh, of the three of us, I'm the biggest apologist for the Transformers movies. For sure. Truth. Yeah, it's poop. Oh, it? wow. It's, it's poop. It has to be rude. <laughs> it's pretty much it poop. Like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Balls. I, I, didn't, I didn't like it all that much. But. Okay. All right. And then, um, lest you forget the Craig Yo books, of which... Um, Weird Love is offered this month. So you always got to get those. They're always, always, always good. Chock full of vintage reprints that'll, you know, make you giggle and gasp and, and wonder what the hell they were smoking back then. But it's, it's there. Weird Love number 20. Get it. Mm-hmm. And a collected edition. A phone 99. Yes, it's a collected edition. Hardcover. Yeah, they, they always are. Yeah, this is, uh, see, he, he, they don't usually put what issues they collect. So if you're a completist, Mm. You buy the singles, and you don't have to buy the, the hardcovers like myself. But whatever, there it's all uh, good. A couple of a page or two before that, actually, the page before because the, the 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 old books are on one eighty nine. On one eighty seven, I'm contemplating Hugo Pratt's The Man yeah. from the Great North. Yeah, this is the first English language edition, first volume in the ongoing. One Man, One Adventure series. Uh, this is an advanced solicit for November. Uh, it's Hugo Pratt. It's a provocative story whose protagonist is a seemingly wanton murderer driven by a religious obsession with the absolute. Yeah, it's Jason. Um, <laughs> retails for uh, $24.99, I believe. Uh, DCB service has it for... Um, uh, maybe 35% off. I think it's, uh, yes, 35% off. $16.24 from DCBS. Uh, like I said, it, it's in my card. It's, it's, um, I don't think I'm going to take it out, but it's, uh, I, I, uh, I like Pratt and it's, um, yeah. I, I don't really, I, was this, I wouldn't have seen this in heavy metal, right? It, it, this is something I, that I've never seen this before. That's what I'm saying, right? Especially since it's the first. But I mean, that could just be this. It may have been serialized, but it's. But yeah, no, I'm. Um, this is this is more than likely a a definite for me this month. And you know what makes me gasp? 
in, in French. With this. So I'll say le gasp. But <laughs> I, I know the reason why he's not ordering it. Uh, on the facing page, Starhawk's Ooh, volume two. Oh, because? You didn't order the first one. Exactly. Right. Look exactly. at that cover, though. Don't you, know, must you not possess that? Look at it. It's I, phenomenal. I do. I do. Oh. I suck so hard. I just, it's, I, how many volumes is it going to be? I don't know. I wish they would tell you that at the outset. That would be very helpful. Because then it you really know, you be. know how much you're mm-hmm. going to be, like the Gundam stuff. If I, I knew. knew. <laughs> no. I, I, we know how long the, 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 the strip went for, but I mean, I just, I don't, if they try to pad it out, you know, with extras and give, you know, so I just, I, I don't, I'll, I'll just, I'll be keeping a lookout. Come, uh, you know, T falls into the year sale. I'll, I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, me too. Yes, if they have, you know, if, if, if they have any dinged editions or, uh, just trying, if they, God forbid, if they have any clearance, I don't know who the hell will over order this that they have excess stock, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm absolutely keeping my eye out for this. Yeah. All right, so let's part ways with IDW and mm-hmm. slide into image. Mm. Can I go first? Why not? Why do you have to ask? Angelic number one on page okay. 196 looks great. Written by Simon Spurrier with art and cover by Casper Wingard. Now, I saw some preview art for this. It looks so great. And really? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm asking really. I haven't seen any previews. No, really. So and it has. Look at the look at the dolphins, armored dolphins. I know. No, I, I love this cover. All the blue and the monkey looking thing. I, I think the cover is fantastic. But it, it seems to be a post-apocalyptic thing because it says here, humanity's long gone. Mm. Its memory lingers only as misunderstood rituals among mankind's leftovers, the genetically modified animals they used and abused for eons. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm there, dude. It's two by. It's a dollar ninety nine from DCBS. I'm yeah, on it. Half price. I'm on it. Yep. On it. It's like a really good drink, though. The first one goes down real easy because they cut it in yeah. half, but then everyone yeah. after that, you'd be paying two thirty nine. Right. But it's it, it'll be worth it. I hope there's a lot of back matter. That's the one saving grace with a lot of image books. Where I, when I start getting a little reluctant to keep shelling out for the singles when the trades are so inexpensive relatively is the back matter that is the one thing that keeps me going back to the savage dragon well all the time because i i mean i love the book i love his cartooning and eric as a person makes me giggle but it's the four sometimes five page uh letter column in the back of every issue you you don't get that with the trades and you, you miss out on a whole lot of insight. You need it. You need well, it. with Eric, you do. Because he's right. he's just like unhinged. He just lets fly. I love him so much. So, yeah, Angelic number one for me. I dig it. Sweet. Um, on page 202, another number one a single issue, series premiere, retcon number one. Yes. And this just, the solicit, you know, often solicits are rote or, I mean, I, I think a lot of solicits aren't even written by the creators, needless to say, they're just written by a copy editor or something. But for, as as much as a two-sentence solicit can rope someone in, <laughs> this one did yeah, it. Yeah. So the book's name is Retcon. The story is by Matt Nixon. 
the reason this caught my eye immediately is because the art is by Toby Cypress, who I'm yes. a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the solicit, I'll just read you the two sentences and tell me this isn't brilliant. The reboot of a comic book miniseries that has never existed begins with an all-new, all-different issue number one, time to travel back and jump in on this comic while it was new. I mean, talk about, that's like an M. Escher uh, <laughs> painting come to life in a comic solicit. Yep. Uh, mind-bending. So I love that. I know that it, that kind of story would be perfect for Toby's cartooning, and I am for sure going to give this a try. And I know nothing more beyond what I'm seeing on this page, but it, right, it sounds great. Um, the first thing I came across from an image this month, a series I've never read in any of its um, various series, because there's been three of them, uh, I am eyeballing the um, Luther Strode, the complete series hardcover. I'm on it. Yep. Uh, I, I like Justin Jordan's work. I like Trad Moore's art. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've heard Luther Strode talked about, uh, like I said, never, never read any of it. No idea the hell the book was ever about the character, who the character is, what he does. Um, so I figure, go big or go home. So I'll just get all, um, all, Six issues of all three miniseries. The uh, the Strange Talent of Luther Strode, The Legend of Luther Strode, and The Legacy of Luther Strode. All numbers one through six, all collected uh, in this hardcover of 544 pages, uh, scheduled to hit the stands on October 4th. Yep. Yes, sir. By the way, same page, Dap. I got something for this. On the same page of previews, page 207, mm-hmm. right under the solicit for Luther Strode yep. is the solicit for Rock Candy Mountain, Volume 1, trade paperback. Story art covered by Kyle Starks, coloring by Chris Schweitzer. Uh, this is the same team that brought you Sex Castle, which uh, I talked about when it came out about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Loved it. Uh, this is the collection of their first four issues of this st- series, which is about a hobo named Jackson and his sidekick Pomona Slim as they get in all kinds of crazy fisticuff adventures during World War II America, uh, riding around on the uh, railroads and whatnot. It's um, uh, These guys are, are phenomenal storytellers, uh, have worked together for a long time, and uh, I've never read something from them that I haven't enjoyed. So uh, That is a $9.99 cover price, 104 pages. Uh, I believe it is... It is five ninety nine. It's like the price of a comic, people. It's a no price. Nice. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. That's uh, all. No, dude. I was mm-hmm. I was eyeing up Royal City Volume One. Yes, that's the next thing. Yeah. What's the? What's the <laughs> yeah. Why are him and in the Han? I don't. I don't know. It's uh, ripping in the Terran. It's, it's it. It seems a little. It seems a little mundane to me, the premise. All right, well, like Essex County, though. That I see. I was just going to say, I would, I would argue, many people, myself included, would say that Jeff's best work ever was Essex County. So, right. um, So yes. So I'll give a little bit more of a spirited endorsement of this than Vince. Uh, Royal City Volume One, Next of Kin, story art cover by Mr. Jeff Lemire. Um, 
he calls it his most ambitious and personal project to date, which when I hear that from a guy like that, I, I need to have it, got to have it. Um, but basically the dude uh, returns to his hometown and um, he uh, he's he left the town because he became a successful writer. Um, but something's happened that he's his star is no longer shining. So he is uh, he is now coming back to the town where he grew up. And he's brought back into the life that he wanted to to leave. And uh, yeah, this is absolute. I've been I've been waiting for this to to come out in collected edition. So for sure, Need, needs to have it. And this actually is fifty percent off. So this will cost you a whopping four dollars and ninety nine cent. Four ninety nine, Vince. I know. But see, here's the problem: when we do these previews episodes. I'm adding mm-hmm. stuff to my order. That's not add- a problem. Yep. <sighs> No, it it kind of it kind of is a little bit, but we'll see. No, it's really not. It's really not. Um, you guys skipped over something too, by the way, because uh, which is on page two hundred four, uh, "Son of Shaolin," original graphic novel, uh, written by Mister J. Longino, with art by uh, Kanan White. Uh, it is a kung fu epic set in Harlem, and uh, if that's not enough to rope you in, I don't know what it is. Um, as it turns out, it looks like this is actually going to be a movie um, involving The Rock. And the Rock's uh, the modern-day uh, Samuel Jackson. He's seemingly in every movie. But uh, either way, um, you know, this. This uh, you guys know how I love myself some kung fu comics. This is this is right up my alley. So this is a 120-page OGN, $16.99 cover price. Could be yours for $10. Bucks. It's a bargain. I'm- might have to wait on that, but yeah, no, that's that's. I think maybe well, the, 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 the top hell badge. I don't know, only only because of whatever else I have in my card, bro. Yeah. Oh, I got it. It's you. all I'm good. Budget. How about the budget? I got how about right. that right. book on page two twelve? That's a great cover. Which book is this? <laughs> no, I'm asking. I don't know. I don't have the book. I don't have the that. Book. Is a great cover. The divided states of hysteria. Divided states of hysteria. Oh, oh, the cover. The cover. Oh yeah, God! It's uh, art. Art is art, man. I that covers so vicious. It's vicious. But um, yeah, just shame on image for that. I'm not going to take a for, side. I'm just saying shame on image. Oh, for for censor for not censoring it, but for for deciding to change it. Yeah, because it okay. it, it went through the proper channels. It was drawn. It was. The yes. whole nine yards, and then uh oh, people are upset. Let's not publish it. And you know, and, and shame on you. I'm. It, it's not like Howard is like, well, the hell with you all, and I'm going to go, you know, take my book somewhere else and have it published. No, he 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 accepts. He's fine with with images' decision to change the cover. Um, but no, it is it's it's not a move that uh, that I agree with. I'm I'm with you, Vince. Yeah. Wow, I feel special now. My only caveat to that, and you know, got you guys know where I stand on this one, but I don't see why instead of pulling it, they didn't do a poly bag because they certainly can do that since they did it this past month with Eric Larson's triple X cover for Savage Dragon. How about that? Who called that out of the blue? Who did? Thumbs yeah. going this guy. Did right you see here. the interview with him about why he did it? Yeah. He said because he just wanted. He thought it would be hilarious to see people's reaction. Yeah. Yeah. That's every issue of Savage Dragon. He just yeah. wants to wants to see what people how they react. Mm-hmm. 
He's all right. So and then and then of course an image as we move on, but but we also buy a ton of image single issues. Yeah. Oh, I got yeah. We don't. Need Although it's it's interesting. I mean, it's um yeah, I got major number two here, but I, I know that um we were given or I was given props to um DWJ last month for not only having the first volume, the first trade of Extremity solicited, uh, but also another issue in 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 that. Uh, in that same catalog, but, uh, there's no extremity this month. No, I hate Fairyland this month. I was like, okay, well, so maybe I can't break in between uh, trade arcs. Maybe, maybe I can get your, uh, your, your Shaolin subway rider book, Jason. One there thing, we go. One thing I found very curious was, uh, concerning a book that was originally published by Radical by a man that, that we've had, uh, yes. with, with us here yes. is uh, Last Days of American Crime mm-hmm. now at now at Image but the thing that I found very curious is that it's uh, there's an addendum it's volume one trade paperback which lends me to believe that they uh, Rick and Greg Tocchini may be going back to the well on this mm. it's possible with low running its course so that's quite possible right? yeah I mean you don't put a, a volume one on something that has no subsequent volumes mm-hmm. so, how? Hmm. By the way, just before we leave the extremity talk, uh, I assume we'll put this up either, uh, early. It'll be on the up early on um, on Tuesday, I assume, right? It'll be available. Like people will be listening to this on Tuesday. If you are listening to this on Tuesday the 11th, uh, as it happens, the art for Extremity Number Five goes on sale <laughs> at uh, Felix Comic Art at 12, 12 noon Eastern. <laughs> So if you're so inclined, and you need to get it now because I'm telling you, folks, DWJ is going to be one of those artists where in a few years you're going to be, oh, man, I want to get me some DWJ art, but I can't afford it. Well, now's your chance because it's not going to get cheaper. And also, uh, Little Birdie told me that uh, issue number six of Extremity, which I believe finishes up the first arc, is not going to be available because the issue in its entirety may already be spoken for. Good Lord. Look at that. Yeah. Now, you see, as a collector, alerting people to the time and day of the sale is the absolute last thing I would ever do. But you're so magnanimous. Yeah, but okay. I get it. I, I, you're magnanimous and you want to just bolster the, the OA community. And yeah, Felix is, a, Felix is an awesome guy. But if I was looking to get a very particular page from that issue, I would not be like, whoa, come on, let's I'm not. go. You know, so I'm not. just saying. I, I love it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, one I'm thing here. we have not spoke on, and I think we should rectify this toot sweet is uh, the work of Dustin Weaver, specifically what he's Ooh. doing with Packless. Have any of you seen an issue of Packless? i got to be honest. I didn't know Dustin Weaver was doing I did see Packless. his name. I because his I name. love Dustin Weaver, and I, I haven't thought about what he's been up to in a long time. So, you know, we read a lot of Image Comics, and I feel like I read a good chunk of the catalog, and I must admit that Packless did not creep onto my radar well we should we should take a look at it one of these upcoming weeks because all right i'm, I'm, a, I'm about halfway through the first issue mm-hmm. it is as dense as a, a neutron star and the art is uh, unbelievably beautiful okay it's phenomenal I, I like that word so i'm going to use it in this instance but it it's i don't I don't take this the wrong way 
it's almost too good for image. It seems like Wait, it, what? that's what I'm just saying. See, I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. It's 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 almost too good for image, meaning that it would be perfectly at home in an album published by a European publisher. Okay, it is so beautiful, so gorgeous that it just makes my eyes well up. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 a it's a, a static experience, ecstatic experience all right yes so anyone have anything from the house of ideas <laughs> no no Zero. oh i didn't i didn't i didn't flip through the um i actually no that's not true i did sort of kind of flip through the um i got i didn't get very far i got up to um like i think venom first or something but yeah no there wasn't um there wasn't anything i had dog ear yeah i mean same. You know, i'm i'm and reading a lot of the stuff that they're putting out, but there was nothing, no collected editions or archival stuff that really screamed at me this time. So, just the usual single issues of the stuff that I'm already reading. Yeah, not even that for me. But uh, I know. I let's, know. let's move on. Once we're um, wow. once we are into the catalog post uh, big name publishers who, who who pay for the front of the book uh, right off the bat page 252 uh, something that Vince alerted me to because I did not have my previews at the moment uh, at the time it was uh, and it's actually a staff pick because it's a spotlight on it's from AC Comics it is the Charlton Arrow number one yeah um, and it is uh, it's basically um, the amazing return of the beloved superhero E-Man by creators Nick Cudi and Joe Staten, plus The Monster Hunter by Paul Coverberg and Mike Collins, and The Incredible Origin of Mr. Mr. Mixit by Roger McKenzie, Daredevil fame, and Stephen Butler. Uh, all new full the color time film. we saw Stephen Butler? I know, right? Silver Sable and, like, anything since then. Uh, but... Um, all new full color fun with old and new characters retails for seven ninety nine for those 44 pages. Uh, I do not know off the top of my head what DCBS is selling it for, uh, at a discount. I know that, but that is definitely, uh, in, will be going in, uh, in my cart by the time I'm done going through the website. Yeah. It's either 35 $5 and 19 cents. Right. It's like, if that will be 40%, right? 35. 35. Uh, it just makes me happy to see the bullseye on something again. Right? Yep. And the fact yeah. that they're using E-Man to launch this thing. But it's it's really a soft launch because they've been doing the Charlton Arrow for a while now. It, 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 I think they were even trying to kickstart or something. So. Yeah. Uh, but they've been publishing it through – I think it's CreateSpace or, or um, one of those services. So it's been around – but this is the first time they've gone through previews, which is a step up. They must be doing relatively well. So great. I'm glad to see it. Nice. I don't know what's wrong with Dave Sim. I really don't. No, no. It's, oh, yeah. it, no, it, it, it's clinical at this point. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All um, right. Page 262, Aftershock Comics. Yes, I have some of Ms. these. Oh, I have, nice. I have one. Yes. Mr. Cullen Bunn writing uh, Mr. Juan Doe on art, which is awesome because you know Juan Doe for was was a mystery man for a long time. You know he did those 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 super cool covers, 
occasionally would do some interiors, but wasn't known for interiors. And we saw him, what, maybe two, three New Yorks ago? I think two. When he told us he was going to start really doing a lot more interiors. Yeah. You know, sometimes artists tout stuff they've got coming up, and it never materializes, for good or for bad. But, but Juan has been doing consistent interior work, a lot of it for Aftershock, so it's been good to see. But uh, this is... Um, Oh, and, and I would be remiss not to say that uh, Juan and Phil Hester did covers for this book. Uh, this is Dark Arc number one, and this is basically what if instead of there, what if there was not just Noah's Ark, uh, which you know we're all familiar with from biblical tale, but what if there was a Dark Ark? Yes. What if the Dark Sorcerer Shrey built his own Ark for all the unusual creatures of the world—vampires, dragons. Naga Manticore. That is a nice hook. Yeah. That is a fun book. Could not turn away. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that looks like a lot of fun. It's three ninety nine, uh, 32 pages, and, uh, 50% off. So $1.99. Yeah. It seems to be Wando month. Because if you, if it you really does. total them up, mm-hmm. he's, he's doing Dark Arc number one. He's doing some of the art on World of Animosity number one. Then right. he's doing, uh, where is it? Animosity, the Rise, number three, and mm-hmm. he's doing the art on World Reader, number six, and, and a cover for the Normals, number five. It's like, wow, dude, this is—he's like a, he has a like creative explosion. Yeah. Uh, since you mentioned it, and it's on the next page, I—we may get into it later on a non-previous episode. Um. I've read the first three issues of Animosity. I am tempted to get um, the world of Animosity on. And I say that I'm tempted because after reading the first three issues of the regular Animosity ongoing, I don't know if I'm going to keep going. And and Ooh. I'll get into it later. It's, it's a beautiful book. It should be read. It's a fantastic story. I absolutely adore it. I just don't think I can put myself through it. And and like I said, when when... Maybe Wednesday night I'll I'll get into it, but um, I know who the character for the most part. Some of these characters are on this cover. I like the idea of this one shot kind of being a um, an Ohatmu of this series, where you're getting um, a uh, little bit of a primer, um, but you'll find out about some of the characters, the creatures, the maps. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the the idea of this, of. of Marguerite Bennett is is writing a fantastic story with these animals and and with Jesse. She's great, man. Uh, she absolutely she's diverse is. too. She's doing that insects book. She's, yep. she's really someone to keep an eye on if you if people aren't paying attention to her. The uh, the Raphael De La Torre art on the main series is gorgeous, and I don't know if if my man like you know drew a lot of textbooks of for veterinarian schools or just I it's just he he's there hasn't really been a flaw in, in the animals that I've seen so far. It's, it's just, it's, a, it's been a beautiful book. Um, but yeah, I mean, to get, to get this one shot, just to, um, get a taste of what they're doing with, with, with this little story, uh, is, is probably worth my while. So that's, that's the only thing because I have been enjoying the Aftershock books as a whole. Um, and you already mentioned, Dark Ark. So that was really the only, um, the only two new number ones that I kind of had my eye on. Yeah. Before okay. we move on, I just want to throw some love Cullen Bunn's way. 
Go and, for and, it. And I, I want to go in deep on next episode, but I will say for those of you playing at home, you really should read Unholy Grail number one. Oh, so crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, written, we'll talk about it. Written by Cullen Bunn. Uh, the art is by Mirko Kolak. Uh, unlike Jason, divergent uh, views on Arthurian legend and even retellings of of the Arthur and his his uh, merry band really don't turn me on it it's a, it's a hard sell for me and the art was the thing that got me to read unholy grail number 1 and I'm sure glad I did it was it was great and but we'll we'll get into it next episode or okay. around there yeah nice so anyone have uh, the next thing I have is something from Black Mask. So me too. Me too. You better not take okay. mine. I don't, uh, I don't think I did. Um, this is a book that I was made aware of because of Kari being involved. Kari Randolph. Uh, it's on page two hundred ninety-seven. Black Mask Studios. Yes, it is yes. a black volume one trade paperback. Uh, collect the first six issues. Uh, written uh, and created by Kwanzaa Oz- uh, I'm, I'm butchering his name, I'm sorry. It's it's Kwanzaa Osajefo. I, I, I honestly, it's O-S-A-J-Y-E-F-O. I, I do not know how to say the gentleman's wow. name. Um, That's a twist. That name? No. Yeah, I know. You not it's, being it's, able to pronounce something. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I apologize. And Tim Smith, um, <laughs> written third. by Kwanzaa. Uh, interior art by another friend of the show, Mr. Jamal Eigel, with phenomenal covers by Kari. Um, it's a 1999, 208-page uh, black-and-white book. It's um, This is... I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to read this after hearing Kari talk about it. Um, the premise is, is, is relatively straightforward, but but certainly meant to be... To, to foster thought about cultural stigmas, and that is, um, in this particular world, only people of color have superpowers, only black people. Uh, and what would that be like? And uh, I have heard from a number of people that were reading this in issues that it was masterfully done. It's thought provoking, uh, wonderfully drawn, well paced. So I'm, I'm super stoked to get the collected edition because I, I admittedly missed out on the issues as it was coming out. Um, and uh, yeah, so 1999, and I believe it's 1199 nice. at the CBS. Yeah, good deal. My pick is on the facing page, written by M.L. Miller, illustrated Mm -hmm. by James Michael Wynott, and I talked him up savagely when uh, I was going on about Bolts, remember? His his great comic Bolts. Uh, This is a $3.99, 32-page, full-color, mature reader's title called Grave Trancers. Get this. On a journey to track down the grave of their estranged father... Maribel and Anthony find their way to the Malort Cemetery. <laughs> no, nobody likes that cemetery except me. A, a strange, seemingly abandoned field of mostly unmarked tombs where they encounter an eccentric clan of grave robbers who've devised a highly addictive drug made from human remains. And the fresher the corpse, the stronger the dose. They wrote this book for me. This is this this is the stuff that lights my world on fire. Mm-hmm. It's look at the cover too. 
it's it's it treads that line between indie and you know black mask is they're not a mainstream company but i'm sure they have aspersions to a much wider readership so there's only they have to play it relatively safe more or less with the art this cover is not playing anything safe I love it. I love the look of it. I love James's work. I need this book. And none of you. You're you're just you're passing on this. Uh, I, well, I don't have it on my list, but right. If you speak on it, hallucinogenic you can, drugs you can me. made from human remains. That's. Yes. Well, listen, much much as Arthurian legend is a hard sell for you, yeah, I know you got to involving yeah. human remains or yeah. a hard sell for me. You got to uh, bat that ball back. That's okay. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll massage it, and you'll be swallowing it in a couple months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. Props to to uh, Joe Benitez for for this. this lady, yeah, I mean, he just keeps this thing steamrolling. It's funny you bring it up only because I wasn't going to mention it because I'm not reading it, but I, I do order all the Lady Mechanica issues for a, a, a neighbor of ours that uh, that is into comics. And she- so then, are you are you also then are you getting the La Dama de la Muerte trade paperback, or does that collect a series? Yes, that- I yeah, I get I, I buy the trades. Okay, just for her, yeah, but for the for it's for one of our good friends' daughters who likes it but doesn't. Doesn't uh, hit the Comic Con uh, scene or the the LCS scene very often. So when I see a Mechanica trade, I get them for her. Nice. The I find the cover of Space uh, Combat Jacks number four right above that Lady Mechanica that for some reason is is capturing my attention. But I didn't order it because I didn't order any of the previous issues. Uh huh. I didn't even know. Basically, I, I passed it over. Um, dig it, dig them up. Yeah, but it, it looks kind of neat. Combat Jacks number four from Banana Tail Press. We'll see. I'll do some some googling to see what that looks like. That's what I do whenever I find an issue that you know with a creative team of which I'm not familiar. I'll just Google them, see what their work is yep. like, and if it if it's in the zone, I order it. If not, you know, sorry. Yep. I now, am. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm. 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 I'll wait on you guys because I am. I don't have anything new until we get to um, Dynamite. Oh. Same. Well, go ahead, because I don't either. Uh, for me, the first thing from uh, Dynamite is on page 332. Uh, even though I have to see chapter two, uh, I'm talking about John Wick number one, written mm-hmm. by Greg Pack, who we're all familiar with. Uh, artist is uh, Giovanni Valletta, and uh, you have a variety of colors to choose from. Um, I, when, one scene aside, I love the first John Wick movie. I, I, like I said, I still have to see the sequel. Um, but I kind of, um, you know, I always thought the TV show Leverage could have been, not maybe benefited, but I would have liked to have read, uh, read um, stories of the uh, of the crew uh in a comic book never happened so um this is one of those times where i think i don't know if expanding on that world or just seeing uh this character outside of those two movies um may uh 
flesh some things out or just be entertaining. I mean, obviously it's not a, um, not exactly a Punisher knockoff, but it, it's, um, there's just something about the, the visuals of, of the movies that interest me a lot. And if, um, if the comic can kind of give me that feeling, replicate it to some degree, uh, it, it's probably worth checking out. So that is, um, that's, that's the first thing from Dynamite that, uh, that I had dog here. That Cowan and Sienkiewicz covers smoking. I love it, right? Yeah. I don't know which one I'm going to get. That's great. Well, I think there's only really one choice as far as the covers go. <laughs> I look forward to hearing what you think of that. All right. I was a Why, bit, uh, bit wary myself. Um, I, yeah, it's, I, a, it's a hard pass for me as a pre-order just because of Dynamite's spotty history with licensed work being very dry. But Really? Well, yeah, he, yeah, he, I mean, he's not lying. I'm, no, I mean, I mean dynam- dynamite. The quality of dynamite books is is variable to say the least. It's just you, you're less tolerant than David and myself when it comes to art. If if uh, you, okay. you, you kind of are, um, but yes, they they do kind of tread all over the map uh, artistically, but they're getting yeah. mu- they're getting much better. Uh, case in point. The book on the next page, Sheena. Well, I'm already, yeah. I mean, we got the zero issue, so I just, I, I figured I was getting the first as yeah. well. I, I really want that Moritat cover, but it's not as heavily discounted as the Campbell cover, so. Oh, I want that Moritat Sheena art, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I went, I went with the Campbell cover. Is there anything else from Needs Dynamite that, that we may be overlooking? I don't think, oh, yeah. Actually, well, um... Well, there's something on page 357 that if you aren't ordering, I'm fucking buying it for you. All right. Well, there's actually even before just, that. Yeah, back up just a little bit. David, 342? Something on page 342. Yes. Uh, I've never watched the show. I never watched the movies leading up to the show, so I'm not familiar with the librarians at all, but I am giddy that our boy, Will Piper, Will Piper. is writing a series based nice. on I hadn't even the TV that. show. Uh, artist is um, Rodney... Buchemi, uh, again, you got uh, your various covers, but, um, I do have this page marked. Um, I'll, again, if, if I knew anything about the show, I probably would be on it like a bonnet, but I, um, I just, I at least need to let the listeners be aware of it. Yeah, I, I don't know what this show is at all, but that name, my boo, Will Pfeiffer. Yeah. So I, yep. I have it's to. true. Care. Yeah. Yes, you do. I mean, that cover looks cool. This cover does look cool. I, just, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a Stargate feel, which is probably wrong, but... It, I don't know how wrong it is. It's, it's. I mean, it, John LaRoquette is on the show. Um, the, uh, the Re- Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine is on the show. I mean, there, there are some... There's pretty... Uh, the, the, um, one of the dudes who was on Leverage is on it. It's... it's um, it really does look interesting. I don't... I, and I'm not about to guess as to... You know, I don't know if they just... I know that the the Noah Wiley movies that led up to the series, um, basically he was in, in charge of. Um, it almost was like a museum. Bob Newhart was in the first movie, maybe and maybe in a couple of them. But it was it just it always the TNT is always showing them. I'm just never around to actually yeah. sit and watch them. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm curious to see what what Will does with it. So I I think I'm going to give it a shot. Me too. Me too. Uh, very quickly. Uh, I read issues zero and one of Sword Quest, 
from Dynamite. I, I, uh-huh. I wasn't a player of the game back in the day, but uh, Chad Bowers, Chris Sims wrote it. Uh, the artist is Ghostwriter X. I really enjoyed issues zero and one. I mean, I'll speak on them, in, you know, in, a, in another episode, but don't overlook this title. It's pretty damn cool. And, it, and Jason, if it makes it if it makes it any better for you, it does not look like a dynamite book. It looks like a Vertigo title or a Dark Horse book to me. Cool. Yeah. So yes. Anything else from uh, the dynamite? Yes. I'm disappointed you didn't shout it out because because you if you don't buy this, it's ridiculous. And that is page three fifty seven, the Vampirella executive replica figure. Oh well, he talked about yeah. He, that's the one. I know. I That's know, dude. It's. It, I don't it collect figures really, and I have zero attachment to Vampirella outside of the few times I've read the comic and enjoyed it upon your recommendation. This is an incredible figure, and it's it fully is. posable. It is. Me. I know, and the proportions are pretty much dead on. She's not. It little, looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, if this was any character that I had even the most modest attachment to, I would order it. But look at the price. It's $149.99. Even at 30% off, which it's probably more than DCBS is offering, it's still going to just crush my budget. I want it, but I... It's one one skipped Saturday to flee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'm that much of a baller at the flea He's market. Adorable. Shit, I'm just making it rain at the flea. Great. Fuck it, I'll take everything. Oh, yeah, because you don't spend $112 at the flea. I don't. doesn't. I don't. The, the well, buy- that's how much this will set you back. 112 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. I'm leaning towards not. Well, do me a favor. <laughs> Let me know if you order or don't. Okay. It, it would be cosmically wrong for you not to have this in your possession. <laughs> oh, it would be so right to look at that on my shelf. Your 60th is coming up. I'm gonna, I get to take care of that. You dick! He's going to hold on to it? He's going to hold on for it. Like another year. Eight years you'd be holding on for it. <laughs> eight friggin' years. Make it right. <laughs> Throw in the cast. All right. The, uh, the, the <laughs> uh, Vince will be happy to know that the... Um, the Cowan the uh, Sienkiewicz cover is the same price as the, the main. So oh, that's do it. Do it. Yes, that's a good Although they have a worth. bundle. You can get all of them for eight bucks. I don't think I need to read the same comic four times. No, but uh, like the Valiant guys, there are some people out there that just have to have all the covers. I know. I know. Yeah. In any case, uh, I, I have... Um, I have two more pages, and one of them I know Vince is is also going to talk about, but that's not till three seventy three. So whatever else you guys got, speak on it. I have nothing until three seventy two. Uh, my next page is three eighty four. Sweet, get it oh, up, Vince. Okay, three seventy two. I mention it. I will be mentioning it for the next three weeks on uh, other episodes. It's the Now Anthology, edited by Eric Reynolds, published by Fanagraphics, $9.99 cover price. You can get it for half that at Discount Comic Book Service. Um, and you'll hear me talk about it there. But the other thing David and I will be ordering is to rectify a, oh, a terrible, terrible oversight in, pa- in originally passing on uh, 
Emil Ferris's My Favorite Thing is Monsters. Shame on you. I know. I know. I've, I've looked through the books, the book many times, uh, in person and it is just astounding. It is dense and it will probably take us, David, at least two weeks to read. Okay. Yeah. I got I'm it. halfway through it. You're a fast reader then. I look forward to the challenge. Yeah. Nice. But it's just uh, like, like uh, whenever we stumble upon something that is uh, head and shoulders above the norm, we usually say, I don't know how this is going to wiggle its way out of the 11 o'clockers. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but just in terms of the visuals, I don't see how I can't put um, yeah. my favorite thing is monsters somewhere in my 11 mm-hmm. o'clockers. Yes. Oh, so. Yes. So am I up on page 384? All right. You got it. Okay. Uh, two, talk about random. Uh, there are two books on page 384 uh, that I am ordering from humanoids who do great work. Uh, written by Jerry Frisson. Uh, art by Mr. Guy Davis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The Zombies That Ate the World hardcover. Uh, it's a mature reader's book. 120 pages, $24.95 cover price. Uh, it's set in Los Angeles in the year 2064. The dead have risen and live again. It's a zombie apocalypse, Vince. Yeah, I've read it. And oh, you've read it? Yeah, it was originally oh. it was originally serialized in um, the uh, Metal Hurlant redo. Oh, nice. From, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Is it good? Should I order it? Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll love it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I didn't. Okay, I did not realize it was a reprint. It does not indicate it was a reprint in the uh, solicit. So shame on that. But uh, okay, cool. Um, and then right below that, uh, from an imprint I'm not familiar with, this may be their first for all I know, uh, Insight Comics, uh, it's, it's MFK, um, it's an original graphic novel by, uh, Neela Magruder, um, and it's a story about a, a deaf girl named Abby with a mysterious power who's traveling, um, uh, through the desert in order to, um, Spill her mother's ashes, but uh, the art in this is just jaw dropping. It looks like it's it's uh, cell animation from uh, a European animated movie. Uh, so just this is one of those things where just the art alone, I need to seize it. Uh, yeah. It's 128 pages, hardcover, um, 24.99 cover price. That got cut from my order. You cut it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Unknown quantity. It is. I'll let you know. I mean, I did the old Google thing, and I liked the art a lot, but it just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I had to pick and choose. Well, listen, if you you had to drop it because you're getting the Vampirellas figurine. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, you mentioned that, you know, shame on them for not mentioning it's it's a a reprint. Didn't they do the same thing last month with the uh, Luchador book? They did. They so they, I, I don't think they like letting you know shit was out before. You just got to no, keep no, on. Maybe, maybe, from a, maybe from a marketing standpoint, that's smart of them. Or there may be additional material in it that did it not really a, could. that had didn't appear in in the uh, Metal Ireland. Yeah, publish on it. You know, you yeah, don't know. Right. Uh, I have something on page three eighty nine. Ooh, okay. do you Matt? Yes, I'm down to one thing. By the way, I have one thing left to talk about. Me too. Me too. Okay, Gilbert Shelton. 
the fa- 50 freaking years of the fabulous furry freak oh, brothers. Oh, yeah. It, it's, a, that. it's a little on the expensive side. For 64 pages, it's, yes. it's twelve ninety five, But you get great reprints of uh, Gilbert Shelton strips like Phineas uh, Becomes a Suicide Bomber, Franklin Got His Gun, uh, Fat Freddy Gets Religion, and it says there are Freak Brothers parody strips by Robert Crumb, Hunt Emerson, and more. Uh, it's 7 by 10 soft cover. Again, black and white, 64 pages for twelve ninety five. Gilbert Shelton is just a great cartoonist. I, I have always adored his his uh, artwork. One of one of the uh, OG underground artists. And um, if, if you have zero tolerance for drugs and debauchery, you Step should away. just pass. <laughs> go go get something else because this is not going to sit well with you. Mm. Yeah, it's it's basically the the Three Stooges, uh, the the drug culture version of the Street, <laughs> Three Stooges. They're just they're just trying to always trying to score. Yeah, it's fun. <sighs> what else we have? Uh, my last thing, as far as the main comic section goes, is from Lion Forge. It's on page four hundred four. Yes. Ah, Look at that. All right. This is, uh, this is the little red wolf. It's 80 pages, full color, beautiful looking color. If these, uh, if these pages are an indication, um, by, uh, Emily Fleche, I'm going to go with, um, this is scheduled to be in stores in September, uh, 1999, 80 pages. Like I said, it's, um, it is a, uh, it's basically a young wolf on a journey to bring his grandmother a rabbit is charmed by the nice little girl who offers to help him. But nice is not the same as good. A haunting fairy tale for children and adults alike. The few panels that they've shown here are just gorgeous. I can't look away. Uh, I'm, I don't know what, um, what DCBS is, is offering it for, but it is, uh, this is really, going to um it's not gonna have to fight hard to stay on my cart is basically what i'm saying i i, I kind of want this it's only 13.99 hardcover okay and it's a hardcover yeah and it, it's uh it's it's um oh they're, they're they're talking about like full promotional support with uh schools and, and consumer outreach it's there's a book trailer man there is uh is bookmarks upon request yeah i i need to uh it's an ogn it it just looks absolutely fantastic and dapkin excited about them the bookmarks he's all kinds of fired up <laughs> the uh the textures and the patterns and the art are, are really neat <laughs> they really are yeah i like it a lot yep it's very it, it looks like the art hasn't finished growing yet like it's still grow right off the page. It's very, yes. very organic. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, am I going to bogart the rest of the show because I have? I uh-huh. are, my yeah, I have five things left. Go for it. So, um, page four oh eight, Oni Press. Again, another one of those books where the creative team just peeled back my cranium and they're massaging my brain. It's written by Paul Tobin, with art by Arhuna Susini. It's called Made Men, number one. You don't know Yut Shelley, but you might know her family. Before she was a Shelley, she was a Frankenstein. 
These days, she's a Detroit special ops officer. At least she was until she and her entire team were ambushed during what should have been a routine call. Yuti, it might be Yuti or Yut, watched as one by one her friends were gunned down, and then, in a flurry of bullets, she fell too. But she isn't like other people. She's a Frankenstein, and she knows all her family's secrets. Guess who's getting the gang back together? Now, if she, if she takes pieces of all her fallen comrades, which you can well assume that's what she's going to do, and stitch them back together like, uh, I don't know who in her family, uh, maybe it's her great-great-great-great-great-great-great-uncle or whatever, like uh, Victor, I'm hoping that the resulting body has uh, character ticks from all of the gang. Like, I hope we're introduced to all her, her comrades and we see personality traits from all of them in the creature. Like, I just don't want it to be a shambling, you know, creature that has one brain. Let's, I hope there's all of the people that we are introduced make their appearances through the result. I'm just, I'm in this. This is great. The art looks cool. It, it's a little bit, um, cops and robbers, but that's okay because of the premise. I need this book. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. My next one it comes on page 423 from uh, Seven Seas Entertainment, uh, written by Gonagai. And if you don't know who that is, I'm going to smack your shit up. Uh, <laughs> and the, the art and the cover is by Rui Takatu. It is the Devil Man Grimore Volume One. Devil Man is one of my all-time favorite characters, as created and drawn by Mister Nagai, and this is a, yet another uh, extrapolation on the concept written by someone other than Go. But that's okay. 180 pages of extreme uh, violence and sex and debauchery and bloodshed for 12.99 in my cart already. Next up, next up is on page 432 from Titan Comics, who not only get one but two books out of me this month. The first is a um, takeoff on a beloved Hammer film called Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. And if you know uh, that, uh, if you're familiar with the movie, you know that it featured one of my... One of the women that just keeps my heart a beaten, Miss uh, Carolyn Monroe, and she is featured, boom, on one of the covers. So that's the one I went with. You guys not up on your Hammer films? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No? Well, it was a 70s uh, movie that uh, Hammer was, they are pretty damn huge. In, in the 70s mm -hmm. with Christopher Lee playing Dracula. And uh, in, the, in the 70s, they were starting to experiment with overt nudity and, and violence. And Captain Kronos uh, was one of those movies, like Twins of Evil, came around uh, out around the same time. Uh, but uh, there's – Carolyn Monroe has yet – well, she's not going to do it now. But in her heyday, she did not do nudity. She didn't think it was necessary. And props to her because a woman that beautiful doesn't need to take her clothes off. 
I don't think. I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter, written by Dan Abnett. Who's that? Yes. We know who that is. And and drawn by Tom Mandrake. I'm looking at that, man. That's a lot of Yeah, no stranger to the uh, horror comics, right? Man Bat and, and uh, the Spectre. Spectre. Yeah, so this this just fell into my cart. I had no recourse but to order this, especially the Carolyn Monroe cover. The next book up from uh, Titan Comics is on page 437. The Beautiful Death, number one, part one of four, written and drawn by, okay, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Bablé. It's a 64-page comic, full color, for five ninety nine, and Brandon Graham is vested enough oh, in this project to have provided a alternate an, an alternate cover. It says, uh, the apocalypse has been and gone. The age of humanity is at an end. Horrifying insectile aliens from the depths of infinite space are now the masters of Earth. What does resistance mean when there's nothing left to fight for? That's what Wayne, Jeremiah, and Soham, the only survivors of the devastating invasion, struggle with, seeking a glimpse of a future that justifies their futile presence on a ruined world. Look at that art. I am. It, yeah, I might have to get this. That's Akira level. I might have to join you and Rod on the uh, Titan train this month. Yep. And it's only four parts. So if it's not all that great, which I can't see happening, at, at least in, in terms of the visuals. Look at that. It, it is just, a, it's jaw-dropping. It is. Um, I like it a lot. So even less if you get it for discount, from Discount Comic Book Service. And uh, the last thing I have, I always order at least something from the book section. And this is on page 497. I'm getting there. Sorry. It is called Paperbacks from Hell, The Twisted History of 70s and 80 Horror Fiction Hardcover. 256-page hardcover for $24.99. Full color. Reproducing all these great lurid paperback covers from the heyday of uh, the horror paperbacks. Um, we got some V.C. Andrews, of course, and Anne Rice. Um, but I'm sure you get The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby. Again, this book belongs on my shelf. If, you, if you're a scholar of this stuff, I'm, I'm thinking you need this because the time it would take you to Google all these, and you probably wouldn't know what to Google anyway. Some of these are, mm -hmm. are, are so obscure that um, the, all the work from writer Gary Hendricks has been done for you. Getting it. It's no, by uh, uh, Hogan's Alley this month? No, there's no Hogan's Alley. I just want to make sure I didn't miss it. Okay. No. I'll let you I'll let you know when it's coming. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, he's being serious, Jason. Why are you laughing? There's something I, I in here that suggest he wasn't. There's something that I I I circled and um I wanted to investigate and the price is right, but it's called uh, on page four eighty eight Pinups Night and Day Hardcover. It's a 160-page, full-color, 5 by 8 book for $9.98. I, mm -hmm. I believe the DCBS price is $6.99 or around there. It, uh, now, as soon as you, you drop the name Gil Elvgren, you have my attention. One of the most astounding pinup artists 
in the history of, of illustration. Um, but it's not just Gill. This is the 1940s and 50s. Illustrations of irresistible pinup models bring teasing frivolity to a uh, range of everyday situations. So you know what you're going to get. You're going to get the girl on the phone talking to the friend in a little negligee. You're going to get the, the chick bending down to pick up a something. It, just very flirtatious, beautifully illustrated women. But I didn't know whether I absolutely needed this. But it's a hell of a value. $6 and change for a 160-page hardcover? With multiple, That's not bad. right? With multiple covers, and you don't know which one you're going to get. They're distributed randomly. That's exciting to me. So I don't know if you have a little bit of uh, wiggle room in your monthly budget. Check this book out. I, I think, and you're a fan of you know great art. This may uh, just uh, pad your order wonderfully. So there you go. That's all I have. I hate this cover. <laughs> then flip it over, man. I, I hate this Casada cover. It's just flip it over and look at the metal. It's all sorts of my Chevy Caprice Classic is less busted than this cover. <laughs> it's hilarious. Whatever. You are. So what else are we going to do? The in your travels? Because I have one. Do you have one? I do. I I don't necessarily have one, but. I'm um, probably mine's wait. pretty brief. Might as well. It's brief. But uh we would once again like to thank our Patreon peeps for making this episode possible. We love you so much and we're very, very thankful for everything that you do and we will continue to provide you with stuff, videos, blog posts, extra episodes, behind the scenes content. Whatever you make happen, we will give you we will give you the fish and feed you. That's what I'm saying. You'll get mm-hmm. the you'll get the fish. Um, and Jason, where can they go if they are interested in uh, taking a little look at our Patreon page? Uh, Patreon.com backslash eleven o'clock comics. And it. also, if you feel like searching us out, you can find us in Facebook at our Facebook group. Just uh, go on to Facebook and search for 11 o'clock comics and you'll find us. And friendly reminder, if you do want to join and you're not already a member, kindly answer the three questions. If you don't answer the three questions, it becomes a lot harder for us to know that you're not a bot or a hooker. So do us the favor, answer the questions and it will greatly expedite your, uh, your acceptance into the group. Yes, it's very true. In your travels, I would like to talk about this at length in our next episode, so I'm giving my uh, co-hosts a little heads up. This is a quarterly adventure comic written and drawn by Mr. Andrew McLean, beautifully colored by Jordi Belair. The cover that I have on this issue, number six, was illustrated by the magnificent Ben Mara. I'm, of course, talking Headlopper, number six, uh, Headlopper and the Crimson Tower, number two of four. McLean just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, there is a, a legend that Norgal recounts in this issue about a warrior, a fierce warrior called the Bone Helm, who had uh, a signature move. 
he would spin his weapons so quickly that his opponent could not muster the uh, ability to parry. And uh, because of that, he just ravaged uh, the land, beating all opponents. And his legend grew and grew and grew and was recounted countlessly uh, by the uh, admirers and those that feared him. And it was the legend that was eventually the Bone Helm's undoing. And it plays a part in the story. And it's just so masterfully plotted and just played out. As soon as Norgal was going into the legend, I'm like, okay, this is going to factor into the story soon. And it does. And it's great. So read Headlopper. I, don't, I shouldn't have to tell you to read Headlopper, but you should read Headlopper because it's, it's, it's just a, a beautiful, amazing You want to read Headlopper? Yeah. Do you guys read that yet? <laughs> no. Uh, ever, ever. In your travels, um, speaking of dynamite, this is uh, the second issue of uh, Project Superpowers Hero Killers, uh, written by our friend Mr. Ryan Brown, he illustrated by Pete Woods, and uh, it is um, it is wacky AF. Um, the Black Terror is dead, or yes, we'll say in the first issue, Black Terror is killed. No, I'm serious. By the sidekicks, by um, Tim and Sparky, and um, I guess Black Terror Junior. It's it's weird. It's um, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm enjoying this book probably more because I'm not sure who the hell everybody is. Uh, Ryan is having a lot of fun with it. It's 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 freaking hilarious. Um, I like Woods' art style. It's um, it's fitting for this. It's not like it's stuck in in a certain era. Um, basically, in order for for the kids to get street cred for for the sidekicks to you know get the get the credit for the the bad guys they're catching, um, they kind of have to get their hands a little dirty. And uh, and yet another hero. Um, stops them from getting that they think well-deserved street cred, so they have to put a stop to that hero as well. Um, and zap him with the same gun that they zap Black Terror with in the first issue. It's it's crazy. The, um, they're, they're looking for the device that Black Terror was using. Um, oh, it's Captain Battle Jr. Um, Black Terror was using a device to... Um, the crime detector 900, which Tim has to find under his bed, um, which of course is covered with used condoms. And it's just, it is, mm. it is a crazy, it's, if, if you hold your, uh, public domain heroes in a certain light, and, and, and if you're, if you're Vince, this might not be the book for you because it, it kind of, um, pokes fun at some of the things you might be loving. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it mostly because I'm not so familiar with the, uh, 
with so much of the reference. The uh but yeah, I, I don't know how long this is running. Um actually I don't even know if I saw an issue in the previews we were just talking about, but uh I'm 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 liking it a lot. I'm waiting for the trade on this one. Cool. You know me in Project Superpowers. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And because I know you in Project Superpowers, I don't know how you're going to take this. Well, no. But I, am dying to, we, I, I know you're not it's going not in. If it's written by Ryan Brownie, then I know yeah, I know, know full well what to expect. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I, Let him do what he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, Jason, I made a, a very big mistake. I forgot okay. to I forgot to include something in our previews. Uh, special that uh, was picked especially for you. Okay. I don't know if you saw this. On page 378, there is a graphic novel called Park Bench that is... Oh, the Shabute? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Shabute? Yes, and you you really loved his Moby Dick, so I don't see why you wouldn't love this. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Good looking out. I missed it completely until you mentioned it. Uh, to earlier today. Okay. So I just, right, just wanted to bring that to your attention. I don't want to see you pass on something that you could I, possibly love. I do appreciate you. I know. And oh, since, this is, since this is a bonus episode, I'm going to do an inner travels that can fom- foster a little discussion from all three of us. Wow. Because it's something that we didn't talk about this week, and I think it left a lot of people feeling empty inside. <laughs> okay. Written. Written by a guy that we never give credit to. Mr. Tom King. Oh, boy. Art by Mr. Lee Weeks. Backup art by Mr. Byron Vaughns. Yeah. Variant cover by Mr. Bob Fingerman. Mm, it's a beautiful cover. Talking about Batman slash Elmer Fudd special number one by DC Comics. So good. Talk about an issue that you see in the solicit and you think, superfluous thy name is this issue then you read it and you realize it's freaking brilliant it may well be the leader halfway through the year for my favorite single issue or one shot I like it this I mean I it's it's really brilliant it's it's a new it's a straight up noir one shot Set in Gotham, where Elmer Fudd is a, an assassin for a hitman, and he is trying to avenge the death of a well-known female character from the DC universe, or quote-unquote death. Uh, he believes that uh, she was done in by a certain jittery, no good Nick that goes by the name of, of Bugs Bunny. It's a guy that that, that uh, loves to eat carrots, and uh, and it's just amazing how how Tom turns these characters into real characters. If you had told me that this was done by um, by Brewbreaker and Phillips, I wouldn't have been at all surprised. It's exactly that same kind of tone that they set in all of their books. The same kind of visual aesthetic. Lee Weeks crushes it in this. Um, you know, we don't see enough Lee Weeks. Uh, on the regular anymore. Um, it's just, it was one of those books that just knocked me on my ass. I couldn't believe it. It seems so silly. I thought it was going to be ridiculous. And, uh, and, and Tom won 
he won the war by taking, like, by actually treating it seriously. He actually treated fucking Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny seriously, which is just cra- cracks me up. And Yosemite Sam's in it, and uh, it's just Marvin the Mark. No, it's yeah, Marvin Mar- Mar- the Mark. It's the um, yeah, when everybody's in hanging out inside Porky's, it's a um, that's when everything just kind of clicks. And what's great is that Wayne Enterprises is is on this course the skyscraper in the background mm-hmm. behind where you see the uh, Porky's bar, but um, you know, the specials on the menu, uh, the way the, um, the human versions of, uh, of the, the Looney Tunes characters are, are shown and act. Uh, it's, it's just, it's great. And, and the whole little mystery aspect of it, uh, why Elmer would do this and, and why, um, why bugs would do this and, and who was behind it all. It was, um, it, it turned it into something that you could just kind of read and, and toss away to something that you're like, that was, that was pretty freaking smart. That was just one of the, it is hands down. And I still have to read the, um, Tasmanian devil, the Wonder Woman Tasmanian devil and the Martian Manhunter, Marvin the, Marvin the Martian specials, but as much as I like the creators involved in telling those two stories, I find it hard to believe that either of them will come close to what um, how this issue made me feel. I it, it really does. It's it's fantastic stuff. Seeing seeing the um, Batman and Elmer kind of back to back taking on the bar. It's uh, and and the, the backup. Was pretty fun too because that was just typical Looney Tunes type stuff. Um, when and then the sidekick show up, but I from start to finish, I think from cover to cover, this was a uh, this was a home run. I, I I really did, and Lee's art was absolutely phenomenal. And I think Tom just really has a knack for just telling this. It's not even telling this kind of story. It's just it's. It was just so well done from uh, from everyone. Cool. You didn't read it. I didn't read it yet. No. You didn't read it yet. No. Oh, I should have known. It's a it's a noir crime book. I should have known. <laughs> but it's from Tom, so I'm gonna read it for next oh, episode. That, yeah. Read down it. I will. Cool. Nice. I'm going to ask you fellas to. Um, add image to the uh, gallery for this episode of the things that you want to uh, okay. to push because I'm throwing mine in but I didn't uh, jot all the stuff down to, to go get stuff for you and it would take forever to do that anyway so if okay. you ha- if you have anything just just add them to the the gallery that I just created will do sir cool Hey, everybody, uh, thank you for being here once again. And uh, again, an extra special thank you to the, the Patreon peeps for making all this possible, uh, spreading the love for everyone to uh, enjoy. Please come back next week. No, actually, please come back in, no. a, couple, in a couple of days. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm getting, hey, I forgot about the extra episode. Um if you don't, David will get kind of kind of pissy. I know you, you, it's hard to oh, believe. Yeah. It's hard to believe, oh, but but he he will get 
You get pissy if you're yeah, not. That is of everything that goes on in my world. I, I know. Absolutely the one thing. Right. Just it, 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 the, the hackles. It pisses them off amazing. more than when the power's out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does. No doubt. 100%. So join us on the Facebooks. Come to 11oClockComics.com and check out our web presence. Uh, we're on the Twitters. In the meantime, say goodnight. Oh my goodness. David. Oh, that was kind of close. Good night. Really, you're not going to do the whole. David, that was just. You, just that was a little, a little lag there. What do you think, Jason? You just kind of cut out a little bit. I don't know about that. You guys do you. <laughs> he ain't believing it. He's not having it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for being. Love you all so much. Yes, we do. And so just, just don't even think about it. Come back next time. You'll see it in your feed. We'll be there waiting for ya. All right, folks. I'll be there. All right. Say good night. Waste a minute to the pharmacist. Yeah. What? 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 Huh? I don't. What's that mean? You know, you haven't seen the new Geico commercial when Boys to Men are giving her the uh, the side effects from the from the medication at the pharmacy. No. Oh, sweaty eyelids, chronic flatulence. Oh, it's a great. They're just singing all these songs. It's it's a great tune. Wow. You'll like. Yeah. I probably will. I mean, especially since they played the hell out of Marco. It, it's weird that you haven't. Uh... But that's classic, dude. You know, I thought Flo wasn't was wearing the the bib because she was pregnant, but I think she's just getting like thick. Oh no, yeah, she's thick. And she's pretty, but she's, she's thick. She's, but, yeah, no, she's eating, bro. She's making commercials, man. She's getting she's got food on the table, man. True. Flo a tree. Oh, I got to eat too. <laughs> Pumpernickel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yoga. Stop it! And he's like, "Oh, the password is hey guys." You're like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.